This episode of Dawn of Mantis is brought to you by DadSuggest.com. That's fatherly thoughts on books, board games, and more. He has giveaways going on, so make sure you get in there for that. Also, a new article about some kind of like D&D-ish strategy games you can play with your kids. There's one called Dungeon. I've actually played it, and it's a very good game. I recommend it. Cool. It's pretty cool. Also, uh, DonnaMantis.com if you want to contact us. All And then w- now we have Twitter. So all you have to do is get on the old Twitter and put in at Dawn of Mantis, and that connects to us there. Twitter. Twitter. We're in the Twitter sphere now. That's right. <laughs> so promise we won't do a million tweets a day like some people. Okay. All right. Now on with the show. Quiet your Ever since the Earth has circled the sun, there have been fantastic tales of wonder and mystery that the faint of heart dare not discuss. But two brave, uninformed souls have the brass to tackle every extraordinary happenstance from the modern age to the dawn of Mantis. Welcome to Dawn of Mantis. Hey, you know how we're talking about uh, televangelists? Yes. You know, something that a televangelist had probably warned about was the plague of raining frogs. <laughs> so yeah. what I think's happened is I think that's happened to our podcast because after the music kind of fades out, if you listen really carefully, you can hear some frogs in the background. But Joe's kind of worried about it. But you know what? I think it kind of <clears throat> adds some kind of cool element to it maybe you know, so. just kind of like you know nature sounds out in the woods things like that i love the sound of frogs not yeah. not on a podcast but uh <laughs> what about on a frog cast <laughs> that's what we are now the dawn of mantis frog cast yeah the amphibian connection so we hope it doesn't drive you crazy like 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 we said it has to or like i said i'm the only one talking i guess <laughs> but uh i think you would have to really um you know Listen for it because we're going to be talking most of the time because that's what we do on a podcast. Only yeah. us, only our podcast is is the ones is one of the ones where we talk the whole time. We have, <laughs> it's a new innovative thing that we're it, trying. It out. is. It is. I didn't we're going to try it. If it doesn't work, we'll do some silence. <laughs> uh, we can't even do silence because the frogs won't allow it. So I didn't. I didn't <laughs> consider whenever I built. Uh, this waterfall, I built a pond and a waterfall, how far? 30 feet from our podcast building here. Um, but in my defense, I think the, the pond came first and then the podcast. Isn't that how it happened? No? Yeah. Is that right? The Well, I don't know. It's a, huh, that's they may, tough. They may have both came at about the same time. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, I did not think of uh, uh, frogs taking up residence around the pond. And I didn't have the actual waterfall pump on, so I ran outside and turned it on before the podcast. And that actually did shut them up for a minute, and then they, they got used to it, and now they're, yeah. they're back. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you build it, they will come. And they did. Yeah, they did. And there's like 30 of them out there. <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot. So I'm just like, my God, you know, they're, they're so loud. They're so... so- so what we could do is we could be like, okay, let's get the frog's perspective on what we're talking about. Ready? What do you say, frogs? Wait, let's 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 let let's actually listen and yeah. see what. Here we go. What? There we are. Did you hear it? I don't know if that'll carry over, but I heard it. Uh, there's a tiny sound. Was wave. there a time signature teeny, there? Tiny, tiny, or a sound? Yeah, okay. teeny, tiny. All yeah. right. Well, trust us. So there was a frog. It's there. mainly us. <laughs> a little bit of frog. 
<clears throat> yeah, so, so this is episode numero 33, right? 33, that's correct. Yeah, so... Uh, Televangelist part two. Yeah, part due. I always say that. It's such a terrible, terrible joke, but I like Let's it. Let's keep it going. Hey, um, so before we start, though, we lost a couple of good men this week. Did you hear? Uh, maybe. So number one, uh, well, not in any particular order, but this is just the guy who I thought of first off, uh, a physicist, uh, but... He gained fame as a ufologist. Oh, uh, yeah. Mr. Stanton Friedman yeah. passed away Friedman. a few days ago. Yeah. Um, if you've ever watched it, an alien or UFO documentary, I guarantee you've seen him. He was the guy, the older guy with the beard and, and the really long eyebrows. Yeah. But uh, no, he and, was. Yeah. Yeah. Super he, cool. he, he was a really neat guy, really. He was, and he was um, a legit physicist. He was one of the really early ones to bring some legitimacy to, sure. to the whole field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you know and who? The second one's probably Tim Conway. Yes, sir. You and that's a, that's a favorite of mine. When I was a kid, I used to always watch Carol Burnett. Oh, yeah, man. And uh, I loved, and there's also, you should check it out on YouTube. There's also um, Harvey, what's the, other, what's the other guy's name uh, that was on? Kytel comes to mind, but that's no. not him. I don't is remember. Is it Corman? Cor- I think it is Corman, yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> him and Tim Conway, um, Tim Conway would crack him up every time, like, there, oh, yeah. There's a lot of YouTube clips where he was trying to keep a straight face. Actually, Tim Conway cracked them all up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was like a game to him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, he I, cracked yeah. himself up, too. But yes, um, it's incredibly that it's just funny. Like, you know, two or three months ago, I was watching some of those and I was just sitting there cracking up. You know, it's like, um, yeah, he was a master. Yeah. Um, I uh, since he passed away, uh, you know, that's the thing where it, it's sad. But some some of these people, you don't think about for a while until you hear like, Oh my God. Yeah. Then you want to look up their stuff and then not, you know, you're reminded all over again. And so I suggest one of my personal favorites, I watched it today was the elephant story. Oh yeah, I know. And that's, yeah. that's one where they have to just shut down because everyone's cracking up. Yeah. But Carol Burnett, I watched an interview with her and she said <laughs> during rehearsals, Tim would stick to the lines. He would do everything by the book. He would, he would say what the writers had written and all that. But come the live show or, you know, do the, rec- the recording, all that shit went out the window. <laughs> and he would just, his only goal was just to crack everybody up on yeah. set. And yeah. anyway, uh, I, another favorite one, remember his character, The Oldest Man? Yeah. <laughs> so look up, pers- like, specifically the first appearance of The Oldest Man. It's when his yeah. daughter, Carol Bonich, trying to put him in an old, yeah. old folks yeah. home. That's a fantastic yeah. one, man. Yeah. So yeah, rest in peace, Tim Conway. Like- even the dwarf stuff, dwarf on golf, those are pretty good. I, I remember, remember those. those. Yeah, and then uh, uh, obviously um, uh, Barnacle Boy. Oh yeah, yeah I forgot all about Bar- that. Remember the episode on SpongeBob? When, yeah, when he said, "I think I should be called Barnacle Man." Yes. Yeah. Oh, I totally forgot that that was Tim Conway. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, rest in peace, Stanton Friedman and Tim Conway. They were actually only a few months apart. One was eighty four, one was eighty five. Yeah, when that's they passed pretty crazy. Away. Yeah, yeah. So I guess uh, other than the topic at hand, that's all. Do you got anything else? No, that's no, no. We're good. To, <sighs> we're good to talk about these people that have helped so many people <laughs> reach their potential. Yes, absolutely. Their potential to part ways with their money under <laughs> fraudulent circumstances. So yeah, this is part two, like we said earlier, of our uh, faith healers and televangelists. Mm-hmm. Now, Jim Baker is who we're talking about now. He was not a faith healer. This guy, over the past week, anytime I got a spare second, like on my phone or wherever I happen to be near a device, I've been watching Jim Baker. Mm-hmm. Not currently, because he's back, and we'll get to that, but, yeah. but the 80s Jim Baker... And I got to say, 
Uh, well, I want to give my opinion on that. Let's 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 actually get into who he yeah. was and what he did. I want to say straight up front, though, I don't have the animosity for Jim that I do for the other guys we've covered. Okay, I really don't. I really feel like Jim Baker started out earnestly and was genuine, and it got out of hand. I really feel that way. Uh, towards the end, it got way out of hand, and he was pretty skeezy. Yeah. Um, but but I just feel like he started with the best of intentions. Uh, we're going to talk about another guy, too, later, Jimmy Swaggart. I think he started with the best of intentions. Okay, yeah. Um, all right, so <clears throat> Jim Baker met his just-as-famous wife, Tammy Faye LaValle, at North Central University, and that's a Bible college in Minneapolis in 1960, and the pair got married and quit school to become evangelists a year later. Uh, their television career began when they joined Pat Robertson, and we're going to talk about him later, when they joined Pat Robertson's Christian Broadcasting Network in 1966. They created a successful kids show that aired for several years and also hosted the 700 Club before leaving Robertson minist- Robertson's ministry to co-found the Trinity Broadcasting Network. It was here that they created the PTL Club, which was sort of like a, na- uh, a late-night talk show only about Jesus and the PTL stood for praise the Lord. Hmm. But we could, if you want to later, we can come up with some fun. We'll we'll just leave that. (laughs) We'll leave that alone. Okay. (laughs) They would interview people throughout the seventies, such as Billy Graham, which you'd be like, well, sure, of course. But they also interviewed other folks like Mickey Rooney and even Mr. T for Christ's sake, uh, all while asking for pledges and offerings from their faithful viewers. Throughout the 70s and into the 80s, times were good. The ministry was pulling in a ludicrous million dollars per week, and Jim and Tammy Faye lived a lifestyle that made the royals look like lower middle class peons. With the funds from their wildly successful ventures, the Bakers built a lavish headquarters on 2,300 acres in South Carolina, which housed a 500-room hotel called Heritage Village and an amusement park called Heritage USA. For a time, it was the third biggest park in the United States. It was basically like Jim Jim kind of wanted a, a Christian Disneyland. Hmm. Yeah. I actually looked up the episode of PTL where they they unveiled the the plans and the blueprints and and the rendering of what this Heritage what was it what was the the 500 room hotel Heritage Village. It was ludicrous. Like, they had so much money. It was going to be a $100 million project. And it was going to be like, I don't know how many, I don't remember, twenty or 30,000 something square feet of just like a covered street that would have shops and stuff. You know, Jim was a place for Christian folks to get together. I can picture like a, you know, kind of like how Mickey has the big head and the big shoes. Oh what if God. they did that with the Jesus guy? <laughs> and he was like kind of walking around. And I don't know if people would, uh, I don't know if they'd like that. Kids are taking pictures with them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I bet they would. There's like a. I bet they could pull it off and no one would. I bet, I bet it would all work. You know, I bet they could if it was done in that way at a place like that. Sure. Yeah. They're, they're not okay. just anyone could, but they could. I wonder if like they could do that with several characters of the Bible, like have a bush that's burning or something yeah, like they it could. has LED lights on it. Oh, yeah. A burning bush. Yeah, <laughs> they could. They could. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess we better not keep going with that. No, let's uh, hold on there. Oh man. There's a long line at the Holy ghost or roller coaster. Well, <laughs> I really wanted to ride that. Let's just switch. Let's, let's go somewhere else. 
I'm not going to stand in line all day. It's hot. Anyway. <laughs> that will fire in the hole like Branson has. It could have the, it could have the devil in there. Literally. No one rides it. They're too afraid. Yeah. Uh, man. It's just the roller coaster goes down into this hole and then smoke comes out and you hear, ah, and then yeah. that's it. That's yeah. That's it. It's like, well, they didn't pray hard enough. <laughs> well, no. I see your wheels no, turning, but man. Then, but then, but then a Jesus guy could like jump on the ride with them and pull them out. Like, you know, they're redeemed or whatever. Yeah. I got you. Grabs them by the collars and jerks them out of the, their seats and saves the day. It becomes like a, like one of those bungee rides, you know, they're bungeed <laughs> out of it. Oh, Ooh, there's one. It's a water park partly, right? Yeah. So you're just, you ride this thing that floats through there, kind of like the lazy river, but there, there's all these crazy fire fire hoses that are blasting, and it's like the Moses hoses, right? Um, it's got Moses there. If you could part the water, <laughs> you know, and then the boat goes through it. Yes. Well, I know what you could do. You could have two pieces of plexiglass like this, and it could be on it uh, like a, like, you know, con- controlled with robotics or whatever. Yeah. And it pulls apart. Yeah. And the waters dyed red because it was the Red Sea. Oh. Not that it was literally red, but, you know, just to really nail the point home. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. Oh, let's keep going. Raining toads in one part. <laughs> oh, so well, yeah. Much. What if there was one ride that was all the plagues of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. The locust. The Gamora zone to where you're just like riding through there. <laughs> then then you got the one guy he's Solomon he's like pressing the he's pressing the columns down everything's falling on top of you and you're yeah. to get out of there real fast oh and there's like uh, the commercial could be like come on down and go through the Gomorrah zone and the guy could be like <laughs> what about Sodom he said we tried to build that it was a pain in the ass but um boom alright shall we <laughs> that's good <laughs> So money was literally pouring in from their TV ministry, which was now on satellite. And Jim was selling uh, lifetime memberships for $1,000 a pop. Now, after watching hours of this, the life. I'm laughing at this. What? The the Sodom? Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that one. (laughs) Yeah, that that was really good. Sorry. Keep going. Keep going. So this lifetime membership included. I should have got voice clips of this because it's pretty good. But uh, like. A thousand dollar lifetime membership would include like a four day and three night stay for free. I mean, you're paying a thousand dollar membership, sure. but it was an annual four day, three night stay. That's how they, that's how they spun it for it's life. For free. For yeah. Li- yeah. For life or, and that is in the 500 room hotel or like a 10 day stay for free on the campgrounds. Cause it was like, by the time it was said and done, it was more than 2,300 acres. I want to say it was, uh. I feel like that's not a bad deal. No. Okay, it's, this is what I was wanting to say. The sad thing here is, in theory, like, if if it would have worked, it would have been fantastic. It only didn't work because of Jim Baker's downfall. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if it had worked, and I'm not even a religious guy, but Jim was, was spinning it as, and this is exactly what he said on his show. He said... 
The sinners have their places. They got gambling casinos. They got nightclubs. They got discotheques. They got bars on every corner. If you're a sinner, you can pop out anywhere you want to and gather with other sinners. Where do, where do Christians have? They want us to, to stay hidden in our churches. They don't want us to come out and have fun. And this is a giant place. And it was. It was a huge, thousands of acres awesome, crazy theme park with this huge 500-room hotel with shopping and convention centers for different churches to come and, and, and have programs and stuff. In theory, it was a fantastic. It would have been fantastic yeah. for what That's it was. That's an idea. It I was mean, great. not a bad idea. No. And I think it could have worked and it could have sustained itself, sorry, uh, if it had just been maybe realized in the way that and the plans that Jim had, you know what I mean? But it's not as sustaining as a casino can be. No. <laughs> because unless you're just selling, you know, a ton of merch, like, a, you know, you'd have to sell a lot of Jesus bobbleheads. Oh, my you know, God. Jesus bobbleheads. Yeah. Make that. For sure. Um, but I mean, it. I mean, yeah, it could, you know, it could have worked. And, that, you know. I'm not, like I said, I'm not even a religious guy, but even watching that, I was bummed out. I was mm. like, damn, too bad, too bad yeah. that, that dream wasn't realized. That would have been awesome for a lot of people. Yeah. I was even bummed out about it. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the uh, lifetime membership, he sold them for $1,000 a pop. Jim claims to have sold 66,000 of them. So do the math on that one. Yeah. That's insane. With this cash flow, it is no surprise that in January of 1987, the Bakers broke ground on a $100 million ministry complex that would be called the Crystal Palace. Mm. The Bakers had their own private jet, a pair of Rolls Royces. It's so fancy, I can't even pronounce it with my hillbilly-ass tongue. Several (laughs) homes and even air-conditioned doghouses for their pooches. The sky was the limit. And maybe not even the sky if your boss is the sole creator of the universe. But, as with our previous televangelists, all good things must come to an end. Only two months after beginning construction on their absurdly lavish Jesus temple, the pair were forced to publicly announce that Tammy Faye was suffering from an addiction to prescription drugs. Mm. But this bombshell would soon be overshadowed by a far more shocking bit of news. A woman named Jessica Hahn came forward and alleged that Baker had sexually assaulted her in 1980. She was 21 at the time of the alleged assault. She also claimed the ministry paid her $200,000 in hush money. Uh, At first, Baker fiercely denied accusations, but it would eventually go on to admit something had taken place, although he claims it was consensual sex. He would even go on to write a book about the whole incident and everything else he did called I Was Wrong. And this was long after the fact. With these scandals brewing, Jim rightly decided to lay low a while, so he temporarily resigned from the PTL and asked a fellow reverend, Jerry Falwell, to step in for him. This begins something that we're going to talk about in another story later, too. It's funny, the squabbles that these preachers got into with each other. Really? Yes. I I know nothing of this. This is interesting. It's due to inter... inter, Competition? Yes, it's basically due to that that brought down some of these people. Um, hmm. It's it's just something I wouldn't have expected. Because they rat each other out, right? Is yes. Is what you're going to say? Yes. Yeah. Especially in a story later on. Now, Baker really didn't have any shit on Falwell, but the squabble that they got into, like, I started looking up YouTube clips and stuff, and it was it was pretty epic. 
Really? Yes. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. Okay. So, the decision to see, um, I'm sorry, the decision to have Falwell take his place, even though it was temporary, that would be Baker's downfall. It didn't take Jerry Falwell long to realize the PTL was buried in debt, losing an estimated $2 million monthly. Not to mention his discovery that Jim had allegedly had several same-sex relationships as well. Allegedly. Falwell was enraged and stated that the Bakers were not fit to return to PTL. The Bakers, in response, said that they would give up their interest in, in the PTL in return for a list of demands they provided to Falwell. After this list came out, they caught a lot of shit for it. They went on, I want to say it was 2020, not, not 2020, what was it? Oh, I can't. I can't. Prime time, prime time or something? No. It was probably before that. It was before that, I think. But anyway, e- either way, it was like one of the most televised. I think Sam Donaldson was the one that in- interviewed them. Well, Donaldson was with uh, 2020. Was he? Yeah. Or was it? Wait, it may have been Ted Koppel. Nightline. Okay, I'm just going to say I'm full Might of shit. Might be Nightline. Don't listen to what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It was something on ABC and it, and it got huge. Could ratings. have been a special. It, it may have been yeah. for this because this was huge news at the time. Uh, yeah, so the list included a maid for a year, a new lake house, hefty annual salaries for each of them, and a pair of new cars, to name a few. Falwell scoffed at the list and thus began a very public and amusing battle between he and the Bakers. But Falwell wasn't only digging, uh, wasn't the only one digging into the Bakers' finances. The federal government had also grown curious as to how Jim was acquiring and using his wealth. Well, the Fed wasn't happy with what they found, and in 1988, Jim Baker was indicted on 15 counts of wire fraud, 8 counts of mail fraud, and 1 count of conspiracy. Astonishingly, Tammy Faye was not charged with any wrongdoing whatsoever. Hmm. Yeah. She defended on that interview, she defended their list of demands, pretty much saying, I mean, we got to live, right? <laughs> 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 we will die without those cars without the Rolls Royces but it is shocking that I mean, come on she, she you know they, they have several houses and new cars and they have a private jet but she has no idea that there's a misappropriation of ministry funds well you know you just don't know what kind of deals were made like if you admit to this we won't hang her for anything you know? right yeah. yeah yeah that's true yeah yeah, and you know, or what, maybe she talked, and then oh, she plead out. I didn't think about that. Yeah, you know what's funny? I said this on the first part of this uh, podcast, um, on the last podcast, but I kind of agree. I, I I've thought about it since then, and I think I agree that if you're a televangelist, and if you're pulling in, let's say forty million dollars a year for your ministry, oh, who to me, I'm like, who, who cares if you keep two or three million and without you and your work and your efforts and what you're doing that now this is considering that sound like they kept two or three million. Well, no, no, because if you think about like college coaches, they're making way more than that and they're not living that kind of life. No, that's true. So they probably, so they're keeping a lot more. I mean, but let's say if they're pulling in like, I mean, that wouldn't even buy their house. No, that's true. Yeah. But I, I get what you're saying. Like they if, built, they built it. Yes. If you're legitimately using that other 45 million to like, you know, to like build schools and, 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 you know, clean water and, and terrible places in Africa and spread the word of God, if yeah. you're really using it legitimately, then keep five or 6 million. I don't know. That's just but, me. But to me though, 
you're making an income off of donations and it's all like a tax free thing because it's supposed to be for a church. Yeah. Well, as soon as you take like, a, you know, mega millions from it, then that becomes wrong to me because all of a sudden, and I, I guess probably they're paying taxes. I don't know. I mean, surely you'd have to, right? You would think, <laughs> but I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from, but but then again, you just got to come back to the people that are donating to this, and a lot of them probably aren't well off. I mean, um, you know, there's the whole there's there's a saying that in in like poker, like you know, you shouldn't let a chump keep his money, you know? Yeah, but they're not claiming to be like that. They're claiming to be like. The best of the best, like right. the good, good-hearted people. Yeah. Now, yeah, you, you're talking legally. I'm talking morally. Uh, what's legal and what's moral are two different things, and they, you know, they cross paths a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so yeah, not moral, but perhaps legal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound like it though. I mean, based no. on the charges. Yeah, and it wasn't. It, it for sure was not. Um, yeah. So. Uh, after Steve Nelson, who had worked on at PTL, uh, was testifying for the prosecution, fainted during his testimony at trial, Jim Baker had a psychological breakdown. <clears throat> Jim claimed he was hallucinating and curled up on the floor in sheer terror. Judge Potter had him committed to a psych ward, and the trial was placed back or was placed on hold for six days. However, um, even after a refreshed-looking Jim Baker took the stand in his defense, the court found him guilty on all forty-five counts. He was sentenced to 45 years in prison and ordered to pay a $500,000 fine. Now, I, in my opinion, that psychological breakdown was legitimate. I really think it was. Probably. I really think it was. After watching him on PTL and just seeing kind of the heights that he went to, and then all of a sudden, he's got Jerry Falwell alleging homosexual relationships. He's got Jessica Hahn saying that that he sexually assaulted her. He's got the Fed coming down on him. He's on trial. I think it was a hundred percent legitimate, complete men- mental breakdown. Well, really do. from what I remember, it didn't seem like the guy was the most mentally sound to begin <laughs> with. <laughs> from seeing him on the late night shows and stuff. Yeah, I don't put him in the same category as Pop Off, and maybe I see him in a slightly more favorable light just because I I didn't see uh, really any footage of him just. Saying, you know, uh, at the end of the day, though, you can make a really good living from that and not do what they did. Yeah. I mean, probably, I mean, I, you know, probably his wife drove some of that, you know, oh, you're helping people. Let's, you know, it's right to take money from it and live a nice life <clears throat> because think of how many people we're helping. But you're not because you're taking money from them. Yeah, like you said, every penny of that is donations. Sure. So donations bought the Rolls Royce. Yeah. Bought the lake house, the jet ski. Yeah, how good could you ever feel about that? Yeah. So that's it, right? Jim Baker is toiling away in prison to this day, shameful of his misappropriation of ministry funds, right? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, he's still in there. Wrong! (laughs) I knew that was wrong. Jim's sentence was reduced to eight years, and he ended up only... 45 to eight. That's so... Yeah, but keep going. I'm not done. He served less than five. Yeah. While in prison, Tammy Faye filed for divorce and remarried the man 
who she and Jim had contracted to build Heritage USA. However, this guy had also been involved in some of PTL's shadiness, and he too was soon sent to prison in 96, two years after Jim was paroled. Um, Tammy would pass away from cancer in 2007. As for, <clears throat> as for Jim, uh, well, you, you you tell him, Ivan. I think you just saw Jim on TV, didn't you? Well, no, I saw a thing. I, I read an article about how he's selling coins. If, if anyone wants one, you can go and find it. I, I won't give out a link or anything. But, uh, yeah, for 45 bucks, he's selling these coins that have something about Donald Trump on one side and something about some king, probably from the Bible. I would on the say. other side, yeah, I would, I would hope it's Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> Not the king of rock and roll. Yeah. Maybe Michael Jackson, king of pop. Is he still that? I don't know anymore. Uh, a lot of jokes. A lot of jokes. There you go. <laughs> but anyway, welcome, Krusty the Clown. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. So yeah, you can buy those and, uh, um, I don't know why you'd want that, but if you do, they're out there. Hey, speaking of the king of pop. Yeah, this is legit. We okay. uh, we played a show last night. Yeah, and I I told this joke, and it's a true story, and it's only a minute long, so don't you know? Don't fast I'm forward. I'm ready. I'm buckling up. So Lexi and I, and uh, I think yeah, and, and Jess, we all went to a an antique store. Lexi, no, it wasn't an antique store. It was uh, our place, uh, T Rex. Oh, cool. She found an unopened package of Michael Jackson. Like playing cards or trading cards, I guess, not playing cards. Okay. And yeah, because they totally unopened from 1983. And this is the truth. How much were they? uh, It's like five bucks. Oh, yeah. She opens them up. I'm like, oh, those are unopened. She's like, yeah, we get in the car. She opens them up. She's like, I don't give a shit. You know, she just wanted to see the cards. So each card is like a glossy little picture of Michael Jackson on the back. It has some like quips or whatever about him. And then there's the piece of gum in there as well. Oh, yeah. So this, think about it. This is like a th- a thirty six year old piece of gum. Yeah, and it's like a little Wrigley's spearmint, whatever looking piece of gum. It's like the one that was in uh, garbage pelt. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. So uh, I told Lexi just jokingly, I was like, "You gonna you gonna chew that gum? Because ah, it's so old and stuff." And uh, she was like, "I wouldn't touch that. It's way too old." And I was like, "Oh well, I'm Michael Jackson, sure." Should have said this. Just something that. Oh no! Yeah, no, he no. didn't. Well, it's right? kind of like. <laughs> no, I if won't. the rumors are true, I don't know. I if, wasn't if there. Ale- I wasn't there. Here's when you just throw in allegedly. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. I don't yeah. know. I wasn't um, there. Yeah, the the new documentary that I haven't watched, but I know a few people that have, and they say. <clears throat> That it's pretty damning. Yeah. The yeah. Finding Neverland. Yeah. So, but, so here, here's here's both sides of that. Mm-hmm. So some people might say, well, if you're going to tell the story, and the family, my, the Jackson family said, no, they, they didn't interview us, and they've got a point. <clears throat> but ultimately, that's not the way documentaries, or documentaries work. No. You don't have to interview both sides. No, no. I mean, if you're telling one story, you can tell it from one point of view. It's not journalism. It's a it's a documentary. Yeah. So uh, I think we know their side of it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, look, I'll say their side. He didn't do it there. <laughs> the, I mean, that's yeah. what they're going to yeah. say. And I'm <clears throat> still on the fence. I always have been on the fence because 
and th- this is kind of my thing that I can't get out of my head no matter what. And, and I haven't watched the new documentary and I haven't read the new stuff about this. But I will say this. I understand that maybe you think the first time, the first wave and the first court cases and the, the family said our kid, this bad stuff happened to our kid. <clears throat> okay, that's fine. I, 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 would be, I would be more likely to believe that. But then there was a second wave after that was all done and settled out of the court. Then there was a second wave. And then people said, hey, my son... My kid said this mm-hmm. the, after the first. Yeah. So, so I want to say, you know, why would you let them go without you there? If Michael Jackson want to hang out with your kid, why don't you go hang out with your kid and Michael Jackson? Yeah. Why don't you be there? Yeah. Um, it ultimately, yeah, because they're like, oh, well, when we let our son spend the night there. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Wait. Yeah. When you let your son spend the night with a 38-year-old dude? Well, there is somebody in our small town that there's kind of some rumors about this guy that he might have done some, thing to some, some things to some kids. Nothing, <clears throat> nothing super, super bad, but bad enough, right? right. But, it, but there's still rumors, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I'm not sure. I'm kind of on the fence about this guy because I kind of know him. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but, you know, and then my wife, we get in this debate about it and she said, well, would you let your daughter go over there, go over to his house? Says, of course not. I wouldn't let her go to any old guy's house. <laughs> so, I mean, that's not a valid point. Right. Um, but she does have a point, I guess. I mean, do you, do you, I, I don't know. Well, but you would I'm let her go. I'm not saying he's not. You would let her go to like your, 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 I don't know, your dad's yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but, you know, but I just good. mean like some. Right. Someone out of the Some, family. Yes, right. So I'm just saying money causes people to do a lot of strange things. Um, still, my son wouldn't go over there without me. I mean, I'd go with him and, hey, since you and my son played freeze tag all day when I'm right there, <clears throat> why not give me 20000 <laughs> You know, you're rich. <laughs> or, sign, or sign something I can sell. Yeah. <laughs> No kidding, right? But uh but yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't let that happen. No. So anyway. Um and, and the other side of that is I've always thought, well, his childhood was kinda screwed up because he had the dad that, you know, drove all the kids to to perform and all that stuff. And, you know, there were the stories he wanted to just go out and play with his friends and run to the park and his dad's like, No, we've got, we have four shows this week. Right, we got to yeah. rehearse. <clears throat> so he didn't have a childhood. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, we should watch the documentary and then come back and talk about it. Yeah, we might come back and I, like well, screw that guy. I don't that's know. That's kind of why I mentioned it first before <laughs> I watched it. Yeah. Um, I it might make me lean the other way. I still think I'll be somewhat on the fence because if you're not there, you can't ever definitively say, yay or nay. True. Um, the other thing that I did hear one time was that one of the kids on the stand one of the little kids described things that a little kid shouldn't be able to describe. So that's pretty damning in itself. Uh, yeah. 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 So was anyway. it firsthand knowledge or did some really sick ass like tell them to say that? See, that's without being there, yeah. but Hey, uh, you gotta be skeptical about everything because yeah. I mean, um, even the stuff we talk about, um, we're not there. We don't know. Yeah. So yeah, Jim Baker. <laughs> yeah. Here's a funny thing about Jim Baker. He started out being like 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 if 
if Rick Moranis was going to be a televangelist, he looked a lot like him, and now he looks yeah. like a Keebler elf. So that's <laughs> like the visually, that's the progression of Jim yeah. Baker. But anyway, yeah. I so love Rick Moranis, <laughs> you do. Yeah, I have some honorable mentions. Okay, there's so many of these guys. Okay, it was such a huge pool, you know, to pull from. It's really sad. In January of 1987, Oral Roberts took the air, took to the airwaves to announce that God had spoken to him and revealed to him that if he didn't raise $8 million, with 4.5 of that being in quick money, Roberts would be dead by March. Now, you can see this on YouTube. It's I had to watch, I had to see it for myself. But he pled with the TV audience saying, and I quote, We are at the point where Oral Roberts could be called home. I'm asking you to help extend my life. It worked. Wow. Over $9 million was raised, and Roberts lived to preach another day. How to save a life. <laughs> yeah, I had to like... donate. It was easy to find people. Go to YouTube. He's sitting there saying, help save my life. To anyone donate. listening to this podcast, I just had a thought. Yeah. What was it? Put I, it in my head. I bet I know what it is. If I don't get 25 followers by the end of the month... <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, if, subscribers. If we don't get a, a good, if we don't get what three or four more people promoting us, then we're both going to be dead by the end of this podcast. So now the ball's in your court. <clears throat> yeah. All right. That I <laughs> hey, I I I believe it. I mean that's that's just something. But the thing that I that as soon as you start talking about that, I just thought of this guy. He's like. Oh, I got it. I, I know what I'm going to do, you know? <laughs> and his wife's like, that'll never work. Oh, you watch me. Oh, if I say I'll be dead in three months, it'll work. Yeah. If we don't get that money. But you know what the sad thing is? We're joking about it. It happened. <laughs> yeah. It happened. He did it. And he he pulled it off. Yeah. And that's nothing compared to what I'm getting to. Okay. Nothing. Yeah. Are you ready? I love it. Yeah, let's go. Benny Hinn is another prosperity. Uh, I love this guy. <laughs> Have you seen the Street Fighters? Yeah. <laughs> where he's like, ha, Dugan. Yes. And the people fall down. He, you see where he, he hits them with his jacket? Yeah. Like nine people fall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, Why is there not a Benny Hinn that they that they change to like Benny Hill? Ooh. And they do like, Dan, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, they speed it up. That would be awesome. Yeah. We should do that. And then what you do is you you put the graphic up, Benny Hinn, and then you go, and then you strike out the ends and you put an L there. <laughs> and it's like... I don't know if that would be any funnier than the Mortal Kombat. Oh, no, that was really good. It's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, do you can... Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, Benny Hinn is another prosperity preacher who urges the vulnerable and downtrodden to send in their cash in return for miracles. Sure. He has also traveled the world performing quote-unquote miracles. You may have seen some of his televised services. And like I said, Ivan beat me to it, but he's the guy that does the Mortal Kombat-style air punches, thus blasting invisible wave of the spirit towards his intended target. So <laughs> the first step to being healed is falling on your butt. Sure. Yeah. I don't... And then when you get back <clears throat> up, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. I get knocked down, and I get but, up again. But think of this. Mm-hmm. Your brain is supposed to be incredibly powerful. It's supposed to be way more powerful than we could ever know. It's supposed to be. So, <laughs> I mean, let's say you have an ailment that isn't major, 
right? Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, the like, just the in that moment, adrenaline. I mean, it, you feel like it healed you. Yeah, I think yeah. it comes back later. Whatever it was. <laughs> um, the only thing I'll say is. If someone could find the video, it'd be amazing. I don't, I know it doesn't exist, but uh, an amputee. Oh, yeah. They've never been like, yeah. It's like, yeah. The hand grows back. And also a blind person. How many fingers am I holding up now? Well, you don't know because you're still blind. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you put an earpiece in there. I'm sure someone's thought about that. (laughs) He's holding up five. Uh, Five. Yeah. Yeah. How many fingers? I'm holding all my fingers up on my right hand. How many fingers I'm holding yeah. up? Five? Yeah. It's a miracle. So, yeah, let's move on. Kenneth Copeland is another televangelist and self described Christian extremist. Never heard of this one. Now, have you never really? No. Okay. Now, some of these guys aren't really so much known for being shysters as just known for being kooky, right? Yeah, sure. Well, some of the kookier things he has stated are that if you have strong enough faith, you won't get the flu. And soldiers who suffer from PTSD just don't believe hard enough. That flu thing, I can I can um, kind of believe a little bit. You know, um, depression, <clears throat> you're supposed to be more susceptible for to illness. Okay. Um, they've, did some, they've done some studies on that. Yeah. So if you keep a more upbeat yeah. spirit, yeah. then you I mean, it's uh, it's more often than not, it doesn't matter. But I think they figured out that there was a little bump. And yeah, like mood, huh? So, so there we go. I can see that. Well, he's uh, he's staunchly anti-science, except apparently in the field of technology, since he enjoys tooling about the globe in his G five private jet provided by the ministry. And he's on TV, which you know that's technology. science and technology enabled. But that's you know you can look past that one. Well, the whole having enough faith that you don't get the flu thing that is dangerous. There was. Over in the town where I grew up, there there is a uh, a holiness church or something. Anyway, these folks are the same. Like, they don't believe that there's any reason to go to a hospital or a doctor. And I can't yeah. remember the name. I wouldn't say it if I remembered it. But anyway, this I think it was the pastor. One of his family members was sick. And I think it was appendicitis or something. And anyway, they almost died. Yeah. Like, I don't look. I, I don't. I'm really, I don't, okay, I'll just say it. If your family member's dying of appendicitis, if if their appendix is ruptured, you can throw holy water on them and you can dance around them praising Jesus all day, but they're going to die. What about a Street Fighter fireball? <laughs> Would that work? That won't work either. What hey. will work is driving yeah. them to the hospital where a man who has been studying and, and, and preparing and sure. going to school for like 15 years by that point or 12 years will use all that knowledge. Yeah. And he will use all the hundreds of thousands of dollars of student loans and debt that he went into and all this experience to cut to cut that person open and, and to fix them and make them yeah. live. That's what you yeah. need to do. Well hey, speaking <clears throat> of stuff like that, and it's not really religious, but it's it's and it's not really anti science. It's people being skeptical, which I'm totally fine with. But I did see a report about uh the whole vaccine thing. And there's an there's a Harvard um, researcher, uh, medical scientist, and he's finding he's doing brain scans mm-hmm. of three and four year olds, and he's finding signs of autism that early. 
in three or four year olds using brain scan brain waves and things like that. Yeah. Now it's still early in the research, but he's quite confident that they're going to be able to nail that down earlier. Right. It's like what causes, like what what is when it starts developing, (coughs) which would totally put MMR off the, the vaccine causing autism. Cause I mean, you don't get that till way later. Oh, when right. do you, when do you get that? I don't know. Uh, I don't know anything. I can't the, remember now. My wife is knows all this stuff, but I yeah. Can't, I but there, but they, but what he thinks is you're gonna. He thinks you're gonna be able to eventually find it when they find the patterns. He said they they're gonna find it like month one or something. Oh wow! If they wanted to, now they wouldn't really ne- they wouldn't necessarily test for that. But what they're doing is they're trying to figure out how early those differences in brain patterns start. Because there's definitely differences in brain patterns. So what he's saying is, is if they can prove that these markers exist yeah. before any shots are ever given. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess he would be right if they can prove it, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And and he's, you know, it's very promising. I'm like, if they can prove yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean <laughs> I and ultimately, ultimately, I mean, he doesn't care if he's going to prove it or not. I mean, well, he yeah. just, he's, he's got just, his. you know, but, um, you know, he's been working on this for a while and it's, you know, it's very hard, I, I would imagine. I'm kind of reading between the lines, but I would imagine it's very hard to actually nail down a certain brain pattern and then to be able to link that to later autism. It's going to take time because what what they're going to do is they're going to take a kid that they scanned at two months old and they're going to wait a few years until they're officially diagnosed. And then they're going to have all the positives. I got you. Yeah. And they're going to say, yeah, see this pattern. We picked this up earlier. And we didn't have this pattern so in the that people that weren't time. diagnosed. Yeah. yeah, that will take yeah. time. So anyway, but it's it's promising. Um, you know, it. I think ultimately, and I think most of the scientific communities on this is is it's going to be is it's going to be something genetic. I mean, there. You know, there's a, there's still a debate there, but I mean, I, I think that's going to be the the autism you know, kind of smoking gun eventually. Yeah. Um, and there's the, well, then there's also the argument of it is genetic, but, and I, but there's the whole thing of certain combinations or something spark it or, you know, I don't know. I probably sound like an idiot right now, but oh, like, I see what you're saying. Cause the conditions to make it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't look, I'm not, I don't know. My I, Jess is like super into it and knows yeah. a lot more, but I'm just going to, prove how stupid i am if i keep talking about it well I really I, yeah i just i just know the the one report that i was well that and some other things that i've i've read and seen yeah. but uh that's that's just some interesting research that i think will help because uh you know all all it, all it is is it's yeah there's debate there but when you get some solid data and you know you know then then other people will try to disprove it because if you can disprove something you become famous in your own right. Sure. And, yeah. And then, you know, not just to be famous, but you know, they just care about what, what's doing it. So, yeah. And I will say know. one thing, I don't have a dog in the fight. Like I, whatever data I see that will prove. Yeah. I'm like I'm there. I'm yeah. on it. Prove or disprove. Yeah. That's, sure. I mean, that's where, yeah. that's where I am with everything. Yeah. Well, that's where everyone should be. Yeah. And uh, one parent <clears throat> had a really, you know, one parent that used to be, you know, staunchly against vaccines had a good point. She said people shouldn't look at other people and say that, you know, hey, you know, they're they're doing this and they're risking their own, their own kids' lives just because they want to prove a point. It's like they love their kids so much 
they're looking at all this and themselves and they're scared to death and they're trying to make the best decision. What they feel in their heart is the best decision yeah. and in their mind. Joe Rogan said that exact same thing. Yeah. He said, don't get so hateful at people that. Yeah. Are. Yeah. It's like, look, even if you hear one story and it scares you, your kid, you're trying to protect your kid. That's more right. Than anything else yeah. in the world. That's so right. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't need to be so nasty on either yeah. side. I mean, it could just be kind of, you know what I said, just, just the, the thing, you know, they're working on this. This will be something that, if it's proven, you know, it'll be verified and then it could be, you know, largely accepted. And yeah. hopefully, you know, hopefully either one way or the other, whichever way it goes, you know, oh my God. the data will drive the conversation and not just, you know, not just false data, pseudoscience, stuff like that. I just, I have this inherent knee trigger response to shy away from that subject. And I'll tell you why, because this is when I was still on social media. So years ago, two or three years, even longer than that, three or four years ago, <clears throat> it was a UFC fighter that I had friended on Facebook. But anyway, and he was just like 100% honestly open dialogue was like, hey, it's almost time for my one-year-old to get this vaccine. What do you guys think about all this? Like I've been hearing about all, you know? Yeah. So all I put was, all I put was, uh, yeah, I would just look into it and just research a little bit. Sure. But before they it's something that something's going to be injected in my kid's body, just yeah, know sure. what it is first. That's yeah. all I said. Yeah, I didn't say yay or nay. I just said just see what it see what it is first. See what's in it. And so apparently that made me a one hundred percent anti vaxxer which uh, apparently made me in the minds of about twenty people worse than Adolf Hitler. <laughs> like no, th- this guy came what on there. Said and he wasn't was like, wrong to say. He was like you, cold hearted. Baby killing, SOB, MF, and I mean, this guy, you would have thought that I dug his grandmother up and pissed in her mouth and buried her back upside yeah. down. And I was just like, good God. Yeah. What? And like, yeah. so I'm just like, you people are freaking crazy. That's like, oh, I'm that's not, not get- the way. That's, yeah. That is insane. I, yeah. That is just pure insanity. Yeah. Anyway, so ever since then, I'm just like, you people need to calm the hell down. This is yeah. freaking ridiculous. Yeah. That's that's not the way, even if you were, you know, anti or pro, that's not the way you debate anything. No. You, you know. And I stew I on that know. stuff, man. I was like, I'm going to I'm going to find out who this guy is. I'm going to fly to his house and punch him in his <laughs> goddamn face. And I'm going to fly back yeah. home like that. What was that? Yeah. Punch drunk love. Yeah. Where Adam Sandler calls up and, and or, yeah. he, it's uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. is all screaming at him. And so Adam Sandler flies all the way there just to bust in his furniture yeah. store. And yeah. <laughs> that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get that at all. I mean, Oh yeah. There's just uh, I don't know. First person to get mad is the first person that ran out of ideas or whatever. I, I yeah, think. and unfortunately on debates on TV and stuff that you see sometimes, it seems like usually the people that come away saying the the person that everyone says who won is the guy that just gets louder and yells more. Sure, yeah. It's like whenever Ben Affleck and, and Sam Harris were on uh, Politically Incorrect and uh, Sam Harris, who is infinitely more intelligent than Ben Affleck in every possible, in every conceivable way. Ben Affleck is, is an actor. Yeah. So he can memorize lines and wipe his ass. And those are the only two things that uh, that I know that he can do. Well, but then he called Islam a race. Well, he called him a racist. I don't, which was silly. I don't think I've, I don't think I've watched one of his movies since then. Cause I was like, Oh, I didn't know he was an idiot. Well, so he's just kind of brainwashed on that. 
on that topic. But he got so he got so incensed and was screaming at Sam Harris, you know, and who's Sam Harris, who's not an ape, is just like, well, yeah. you know, I'm saying all these horrible things about Ben Affleck. Well, he could be a very nice guy. The, I don't the, know. But. The problem is, is um, he was already kind of fired up against um, against Sam Harris and Bill Maher because there had been this all these people on the extreme left that didn't like things that they had been saying. About, sure. Yeah. Like the truth. Well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> in my opinion, anyway, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's what you need to realize. I mean, how many people are of the Islam faith? In, in the in the world, uh, there's one point something billion. Okay, so if you said that a million of them, just say a million. Let's just throw that out. Which is a tiny percentage. Twisted that religion and made it a violent version of that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's still a tiny sliver. Yeah, and and anyone could argue, which is all they're saying. Yeah, anyone could argue. Let's let's look at in the past you know, five or 10 years in just around the United States. And let's look at how many Christians have done violent things. Yeah. The percentage would probably be more. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, for sure. Because especially, especially in the United States, you know, the percentage of the United States (laughs) Christians. I mean, I'm just saying, and it might be, it might be around the same if you figure that right. But there's all they're doing is calling out that, that, version or that version of Islam. Yeah. One They're thing, not calling out the entire religion. No. Now, now Harris does say this might upset a lot of them is that this, the, the people, the, the number one people on the front lines that could be fighting radical Islam are the overwhelming majority of moderate Islamists. Yeah, that's like, true. You know, he said, you know, yeah. so I mean, and he compared it to Christianity. too. He said, if, if the regular Christians would come down on the kooky ones and shame them and shut them down. Yeah. And he said, same way with Islam. If, if the, if you're really against cutting the heads off of someone just because they're homosexual or, or killing a woman because she tried to drive or something, well then speak out, speak up. Like that's what he is saying. And so, and he's actually speaking up for those that. Are are Islam that disagree with that? Right, the sure. Extreme version, which a huge amount of them. Yeah, do. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's probably yeah, it's probably one of those things where, well, I don't know, I don't know. That I want to say that, but yeah, um, he's he's not condemning the the entire, <laughs> you know, everyone that practices that religion. Right, the Islam uh, race, or, according yeah, to Ben race, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> racist. And yeah, I'm Ben. My and then the oppression guy. of women is another huge thing that both Mar and Harris dislike. Well, that's undebatable. Yes, it is what it is. Well, I it's mean, a hey, fact. It's just it, it's a fact. So, if, but you know, you you could step outside of Islam and see oppression of women. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, in other religions. Yeah, for sure. And more familiar ones, even. Yeah, you know what's... <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, yeah, I know. What's funny is people get so out of sorts for calling... You know, an extreme lefty will call Sam Harris is Islamophobic. Yeah. And he's intolerant and he's horrible. But the same person claims to be a feminist. Yeah, exactly. So you're a feminist standing up for... But it's almost, yeah, it's almost they feel like it's some kind of like, 
it's they're like indigenous or something and you don't want to mess with their culture. Right. Right. Well, if your culture is oppressing women and this I'm stealing 110 percent of this from Sam Harris. Yeah. If you're if your culture is oppressing women and has bad ideas, you have to be against it. You have to be against it. Culture only goes to to the point to where it starts to harm other people. Right. And then you have to be against it. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, so there you go. Yeah. We solved it all. We did. So back to, <laughs> let's 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 lighten the mood a little bit, and this will definitely do it. Because we're going to talk about a guy who's known as the crazy uncle of Christianity, former televangelist Pat Robertson. Oh, we're talking Robertson? Oh, I oh. love this guy. <laughs> and ironically, right? <laughs> he never ceases to spout insane and confusing rhetoric, rhetoric at every opportunity. Do you have the thing about Haiti in there that he said? Um, let's see. Here's my favorite. Okay, go ahead. Here's my favorites. Over the years, he's given us such gems as associating homosexuality with Nazism. Uh, he stated once that feminism, and I quote, encourages women to leave their husbands, kill their children, practice witchcraft, destroy capitalism, and become lesbians. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 1%.01%.01%, probably. <laughs> oh, yeah, right so here. So it's not a lie. I have it. He also said the people of Haiti were to blame for the devastating earthquake they experienced in 2010 because they had made previously a made a pact with the devil. Pact with they the made devil. a pact with the devil. Yeah. He also claimed that the deadly tornado outbreak that struck the Midwest in 2012 was God's punishment for people not praying hard enough. Yeah. I got more. He also said that demons can attach themselves to clothing and urges his followers to pray over newly purchased clothes before bringing them into their homes. Mm-hmm. Not done. He also told a woman whose husband had cheated on her, and I quote, men tend to wander a bit. You got to make your home so wonderful that he won't want to wander. Now, showing a breathtaking double standard, Robertson also has stated that if a man's wife is afflicted with Alzheimer's, he has every right to divorce her and start over new. Wow. Yeah. It's yeah. just his right. I mean, if she don't know, come here from Sikkim. You just got to show her out the door and go get you a fresh one. Yeah. But and, and those are just a few examples. I mean, he's on every night. Oh, there's so there's hundreds. Yeah, there's a new one too, and I can't remember what it was about, but it's equally as stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, the Haiti one. I was pretty angry about that for a while. Yeah, and I was angry at anyone that would just, you know, sit there and eat their steak dinner and watch him and and let that and let that pour into their brain. Yeah, it's like, ah, oh, man. Um, I don't know. I mean, what pact would you make with the devil to where, you know, does the devil have like a contract? You got to read the fine print. And well, if you sign this, we're gonna, they're going to send an earthquake your way that's going to sure. cause a tsunami and take out your entire island. Yeah, I don't. What, what did your they... people are going to starve to death and not have clean water to drink. Yeah. Yeah. What pact? Oh, sure. I'll sign. <laughs> I don't understand it. What did they get out of it? What did they get out of it? Yeah, you know? I don't know. I mean, at least Robert Johnson learned how to play the guitar. There you go. 
I mean, just overnight, he became fantastic. But in all those stories too, though, they 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 die really quick. Like the devil's mm. going to get your soul. I would put in there. He wants it really fast. No, I'd put in there. Look, not it's April, not in September, dude. Yeah, like, we're going to wait. Give me f- some years. Give me like twenty years. Yeah, of just sure. of just kicking ass. Yeah, before you take my soul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got to do that. You got to negotiate. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone needs a lawyer before they make a pact with the devil. Sure. And then you're making a pact with the two devils. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I got a couple other examples, right? Okay. All right. No, not, not from Pat. Of examples of televangelists okay. being greedy. Now, this guy, Creflo Dollar. You ever heard of him? No, but he's got the right last name. He changed his name to Dollar. And I'm just like, how do people oh. get away with this? Because th- isn't money like the root of all evil and this and that? And here comes a preacher. Yeah, Pre- but that's why you get rid of it. And give it to the, I mean, if, if money's evil, you give it to a preacher, he can handle the evil. Okay. I get what yeah, you're saying. Well, see, this, that, I'm sure they've used that, you know, they probably used that logic before, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true. Like send me that evil spawn paper that you have. It's the Ghostbusters theory. If you got a ghost, you can't handle it, but oh, they show up, yeah. they capture him. They have the containment unit yeah. back there. Egon puts them in there. They <laughs> yeah. have... We have the containment unit for your money. It's called my wallet. <laughs> it will contain it, it until will. I spend it on something. Yeah. So good. Cre- yeah, that's, that's good. I like it. <clears throat> Creflo Dollar is the pastor of World Changers Mega Church in Atlanta and hosts a popular TV ministry there as well. He and his organization are worth millions and his church members number over um, 30,000. But Dollar is no stranger to controversy. In 2012, his then 15-year-old daughter accused him of slapping and choking her after an argument, with her older sister stepping up as a witness on her behalf. Now, Dollar was arrested and later released on $5,000 bond, which is probably less money than can be found in their couch cushions at the Dollar, at the dollar household. But uh, much like his fellow, fellow evangelists, he... Um, who have gotten into trouble, Dollar told his congregation the following Sunday that the whole thing was a, a scheme cooked up by Satan sure. to tarnish the Dollar name. Sure. However, this wouldn't uh, be the first time Pastor came under fire for his lavish lifestyle. He and the Dollar family live in a $2.5 million. I don't know why I slowed down. I got all serious right there. You're saying dollars a lot. I know. The dollar family. Well, they changed their name to dollar. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know what they should have done? They should have sold sold online some little Jesus bobbleheads and like towels and like cups and Mm -hmm. mugs. And it could have been the dollar store. (laughs) Oh, my God. Literally. Yeah. Isn't that copyrighted? It's probably copyrighted. Dollar General. I'm a dollar general in the Salvation Army. Better watch out. Uh, They live in a $2.5 million, 17,000 square foot mansion on a sprawling 50 acre estate outside of Atlanta. I think you started whining down because you got depressed as you were at that. Well, no, look, I'll tell you what, man. I have allergies. Okay. This is the truth. And I'm (laughs) Satan trying to impede me from tarnishing these guys' good name. But I, I mowed all day at work. Yeah. Then I took off work early, came home, mowed and weed eated another two and a half hours. And it's like all I can do to breathe right uh, now. Okay. Like I'm so, okay. I'm wheezing. I'm like, you know, I'm sorry, sorry for like breathing heavily into the mic and coughing off mic and everything. But like, 
I'm, and this is even after Allegra and nasal spray and the whole nine yards. Like without that, I would just be in a in a puddle in the floor, man. Well, hang on terrible. a second. Hadouken! Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I feel so much better. There's someone out there watching this broadcast right now that that can't do their podcast because their the allergies are impeding their ability to speak. All you have to do is send me a seed faith offering of five hundred dollars, and that will be expunged from your life, my friend. I wonder if anyone sent them just like a envelope full of seeds, <laughs> <laughs> sunflower seeds. Here's my seed donation. Here you go, Tilton. Plant these in your hot soil. <laughs> That's what he said. The hot soil, good soil of this ministry. Oh, real quick. We're going to continue talking about Creflo Dollar. But I found a fantastic little soundbite of Robert Tilton, who was on the first episode. So you need to go back and listen to that if you haven't heard it. Is he talking in tongues? I love it when he talks in tongues. I, Not on this one. Okay. But it's like a free, it's like a free form ramble. Uh, and this is him. It's a YouTube clip. Okay. And he's on television uh asking for money and you know he would always do this thing where there's someone out there watching who has intestinal problems and and oh yeah look really it's like horoscope it's really broad stuff this is so there is this is so broad though it's like he couldn't decide what he even wanted to say i'll just play it i can't describe it here we go hold on one second okay How did he know? Something not normal with the regular type of physical actions in the organs of your body. Jikimbo Shoto. Just as I'm speaking, I'm recognizing a creative anointing to create a physical... What the hell is he talking about? ...change an abnormality to a normal condition (laughs) and it will release something your body will begin to function correctly again it's not a disease it's something in the body that's just not functioning correctly see i've had two words about two particular groups or two particular people that's in front of this camera this television set me right now okay so yeah so but you know (laughs) the sad thing is someone's listening to that and it's it's like, how does he know he's talking to me right now? What are the organs of your body? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. Is that a thing? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, argon. He's yeah, like, there's something not regular with the organs of your body. <laughs> I'm like, what? what is what? Well, you know, he's, yeah. I just went really broad. It's like he, as he was <laughs> yeah. saying, he's like, where am I going with this? There's something not normal. You know what? Uh, you know, they they have like. They would have data. They would have to have data. Think about this. So they're on on a Thursday night, and he says something really specific, and they don't get as many callers that night. And the producers are probably like, hey, more broad, more broad. Oh, we didn't get very many. Yeah. It's like, don't talk about, you know, you know, someone's kneecap being dislocated. <laughs> There's only like two guys that were listening to that. So night. the next show, he's like, someone out there doesn't feel that good. Yeah. And like 100,000 yeah. people are like, that's me. Yeah, exactly. I don't feel very good. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, then you'd just be like, okay, if I was going to do it on like late Tuesday night, I would I would do like, uh, your stomach, it's not feeling right. 
something's, you know. Taco Tuesday? After Taco Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I picked right up on that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. You got a fire in your butthole. <laughs> you shouldn't have eaten all that salsa. <laughs> you got a fire. <laughs> we can keep that fire to your butthole instead of it spreading to your whole soul. <laughs> if you send some seed money. Oh, God. Hook up a lock up. <laughs> There's one. It's a Tilton. Look it up on YouTube. It's, it's Just look up Robert Tilton. He Haba Saba. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he haba saba because it's him saying there's someone out there watching me right now he haba saba <laughs> it's like okay you, you didn't you didn't do a very good job there there's one that where he's just like going off for like 30 seconds in tongues and then he's like i love you <laughs> at the end of it <laughs> really yeah that's why you whispered that on the first podcast yeah okay <laughs> it's all coming to happen yeah yeah, yeah. so creflo dollar right uh, he announced in 2016, causing quite a stir to his congregation, that God had spoken to him. And here's what's funny. It seems like with these guys, as with cult leaders and stuff, it seems like everything God tells these guys is shit that's awesome for them. Like the cult sure. leaders, like, God spoke to me last night and I got to sleep with everybody's wife. Not you, old Mabel. <laughs> not you, lazy-eyed Susan. Just the younger wives. You four specifically. I got to sleep with you. That's what God he told me. He was very clear. <laughs> he was really clear. You got to be at least an eight. <laughs> <laughs> That's God's words, not mine. Not mine. That's God's scale. One to ten. It's in the Bible. <laughs> but he created you. He created some sixes. I right. know. <laughs> It's okay. Right. <laughs> He's got to create sixes so we can enjoy the eights. Exactly. That's why he made the desert so we could enjoy the mountains. I even I feel bad now for saying all that. But <laughs> but we're we're you've got to understand everyone has to understand our frustration with these guys. Right. They're 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 taking money from people and it's just terrible stuff. So the only recourse we have is just to make fun of them. Exactly. It's just what we do. Sorry. Sorry if you don't like that. So sorry that you don't like that we're making fun of people that steal money from other people. I know. That that they're on their last hope and they're putting everything they have into this crazy guy on TV. Yeah. Sorry that we're making fun of them. If they're they're so good people they're such good people. You know. Sure there's no one listening being like, hey. They should really count these guys some slam. I just got really mad for a second to think that somebody could be mad at us. Yeah, that's ridiculous. They're probably not, but I just thought, well, well if they are, man, that's that's terrible that pretty, they'd be mad at us. It's pretty crappy, yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, by the way, along with frogs, now you, you'll you be hearing... Uh, dogs. Frogs and dogs. Yep. We we paused. We never paused, but we paused just long enough to let in my Pomeranian and my... We paused for the pause. What the hell is Ziggy? What is he even? I think he's like... Part, he's like a long-haired chihuahua. You should know what your own dog is. I don't know. I just found him. I just oh. found him on the road one day. I don't know what he is. <clears throat> I'm going to say border collie. <laughs> he barely even looks the like a dog. People would have to see this. <laughs> we took him to the lake one time. Are you sure it's a dog? <laughs> no, we took him to the lake one time, and uh, there was a guy that rode up on a boat because we were camping out close to the dock, and I got to talking to the guy, and he ended up being kind of cool. And Ziggy walked up, and he's like, what is that, a cat? What is that? We were, I was cracking up, man. I was like, no, it's no, something from a dog. It's, it's kind of a dog. Yeah. So Creflo Dollar, right? 2016, he caused quite a stir when God spoke to him. And what did God tell him? He told him, 
to go to his con- congregation and ask for enough donations to buy a brand damn new $65 million G650 private jet. And his life depended on it. Yes. Well, he didn't go that far, but okay. he said it would help the ministry. Okay. Yeah, sure it would. Okay. His exact words to his people were, and this is on YouTube, you can find it easily. He says, and I quote, if I want to believe God for a $65 million plane, you cannot stop me. You cannot stop me from dreaming. I'm on a dream till Jesus comes. Yeah. That's plausible. Sure. Uh, I think I said Jesus too. I think I meant Jesus. I think Jesus is is a rap, a young rap artist. Little Jesus sounds like that it. A little? That sounds like it. You get some sick beats. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know what would be a funny skit? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I was going back to that plane thing. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. You were starting something else. Go ahead. But I, there is some logic there that they, he, the guy probably could have rambled on. It's like God creates everything. You know. Yeah. He created the, the the rocks in the ground that they pull out and they pull Earth metal out of that. The moon and Jupiter yeah. and Mars. Go ahead. So basically, what I, all I'm trying to do is buy something God already created. A sweet ass G650. Yeah. Gulfstream jet. Yeah, I mean it belongs to God. So all all you're doing is helping me get the money. I would be like, uh, there's a little sick boy in Africa. I'm there in hours. Yeah, because that's probably what he did as soon as he got it. He probably went straight to Africa. <laughs> to help little starving children. I don't think so. Hmm. I very much doubt it. Is Cosmel in Africa? No, it's not. Is there an airplane about to crash into the studio? <laughs> so we listen. This is how this is how professional we are. We got dogs. We got frogs. And we got airplanes. I don't know. Doesn't rhyme. Did we 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 insulated this goddamn place, didn't we? Yeah, yeah but I was here, I remember doing yeah, it. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. It is what it is. Well, it's fine. Hey, God just spoke to me, and all seven of our listeners need to each <laughs> pitch in probably $5,000 so we can properly soundproof this studio. Yeah, but, you know, 2000 if you're if you fell on hard times and you can't cut, you know, we understand if you can't send the five. Yeah, and send it to us, preferably cash, but, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and quickly. Quickly, yeah. By the next podcast episode, yeah. preferably. Yeah. What were you going to say? You said something I cut you off. Oh, the sick beats? Yeah. How funny would this be? Actually, get a beat. This is like a carrot top bit. Get a beat and put some like gauze around it, like where sick it's injured. Beat. It's like I got some sick beats. Ah, that is a carrot top. And thing. then you should start a trunk and put all these things in that trunk. <laughs> and before you leave, throw it down and walk out. You drop the beat. Oh. That beat I just, just dropped. Pulled, I just that pulled beat that out just dropped. Ass. Pulled that out of my ass just now. <laughs> I like it. Carrot so, Top was a legend. Yeah, he still is. No, he's not bad. Hey, he's got he's a... Uh, so there's a series on YouTube. Well, it's not on YouTube. I think it's on Comedy Central, but the clips are on YouTube. And it's called uh, This Can't Be Happening. Mm-hmm. If you ever get a chance to look it up, uh, every relevant comedian has an episode. Okay. It's in a bar, a little open mic looking thing. They just walk up. Theo Vaughn has one. All everybody has one, and they just tell a story. Mm. Joe Rogan has one. Um, Carrot Top has one. Oh yeah, he is walks it out. It's the first. He said, "This is the first thing I've ever done in my career, which is career is like thirty five years now, mm-hmm. without my props." Oh yeah, and he's actually funny as hell. He just yeah. tells a story about. I mean, anyway, he just tells a funny story. Yeah, with no props, and he's like, "I'm actually really nervous." Nope. I'm, you know, he's like, yeah. I'm a prop comic. I just pull shit out of a box. But he's like, yeah. I'm going to have to talk to you guys now. 
and he's actually really funny. Like a lot of the comments in the under the in the YouTube section was like, "Dude, you should start like another phase of your yeah. career where you're just like you're talking." You know, yeah. you know. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, I don't hate Carrot Top. Like, no, I, I don't. I don't hate him. I mean, this stuff didn't age well, but right. I mean. And there was a time that I thought his prop stuff was really funny. Well, and plus, I've heard his Vegas shows hilarious, but I think he catches a lot of other shit just for the weird appearance choices. Yeah. I mean, he went from being this little skinny yeah. kid to just this gigantic, like a ginger monster, you know, and the eyebrows are weird. I don't know. I don't, I, who knows? I don't know why he did that, but he likes it on himself. So I guess that's good. So, so you know, he had that movie the one time he had a movie. I didn't know that. And it was, it co-starred a girl from Melrose Place. No way. Uh, I forgot her name, the blonde Do- girl. Shan- oh, uh, no. Shannon Doherty was a brunette. Yeah. I don't know the blonde girl. The, oh, Tori uh, no, Spelling? not her. Oh, okay. Another one. Okay. But anyway, she was on, I think it was Conan, and Norm MacDonald was the first guest. And so she came out and Norm MacDonald moved to the next seat, you know. And uh, she was promoting this movie. Um that she had with Carrot Top. And oh. uh, Norm MacDonald, he didn't hold back. Oh, no way. Because he basically, I mean, we'll have to look it up. I want to show you after the podcast. Anyone should look it up because it's really funny. Uh, she took it really well. She laughed. I, I, I can picture the girl. I know. Uh, I can't think of her name, though. She's a big star back in those days. Um, she was kind of the, kind of the uh, mean one on Melrose Place, I think. Okay. But anyway... Uh, he pretty much roasted the idea of her being in a movie with Carrot Top. Right, right. Um, and, I can, uh, and, I can imagine. And uh, <clears throat> even, even Conan O'Brien was like, "You're an ass," you know. <laughs> but, but I mean, come on, you make a movie with Carrot Top. I mean, you're gonna get roasted. It's like that Vanilla Ice movie. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll check it out later. So the church's official message was a little more diplomatic than than Creflo's. Uh, They said, and I quote, a long-range, high-speed, intercontinental jet aircraft is a tool that is necessary in order to fulfill the mission of the ministry, end quote. Mm. Yeah. Dollar understandably caused a ton of controversy. Among the many criticizers criticizers who who lambasted him was popular gospel recording artist Kirk Franklin, who said in his blog, and I quote, when a pastor wants people to buy him a private plane while a missionary in Somalia bathes children with sores, that's a shortage of character. So Ouch. I guess the people that I'm wondering, there had to be people like this that were supporters, and then all of a sudden they weren't. So I can imagine some guy be like, hey, you're going too far with yeah, this. Come on now. That's what? where I draw the line. <clears throat> yeah. You had me when you said, you know, send you $35 for this T-shirt. Right. You know? Right, but you need a jet? Yeah. You need a jet? Well, I mean, actually, you couldn't get a T-shirt for $35 from from someone, one of those dudes. I mean. <laughs> Let's just leave it. That's a uh, that's our grandpa that's <laughs> taking a nap on the couch. What's, uh, what's, the seven, what's seven times 12? 90, no, wait, seven times 10 is 70 plus two. It's 84. Yeah. So Diesel's 84 in, in oh, dog okay. years. So yeah. let's cut him some slack, man. Yeah. It's an 84-year-old Pomeranian. Yeah, he gets around pretty good That's for good. an 84-year-old. He looks good, don't he? Yeah. He looks yeah. 34. Yeah. Quite spry, aren't you? <laughs> All right. So um, that, was, that, was a pretty, that was a pretty sharp 
criticism from Kirk Franklin. So the request (laughs) for funds quickly vanished from the church website. But guess what? Pastor Dollar still raised the money, and he bought his damn jet, son. Where there's a will, there's a way. He got it. God's will. God, yeah, God's will. There's God's will. God's will hunting. <laughs> Listen to me. Move. <laughs> Dollar signs, right? So this is the last guy we're going to talk about. This one I remember vividly. Okay. And it's Mr. Jimmy Swaggart. Okay. Yeah. Now, Cousins to uh, um, Jerry Lee Lewis and Mickey Gilly and Mickey Gilly. Yeah. Now Jimmy Swaggart was not a greedy man. His Affliction was not money. His affliction was the ladies. The punane. Yes. <laughs> it was, I'm sorry. <laughs> you went somewhere else for a minute. I sure did. Okay, quit speaking in tongues on this podcast. I, <laughs> I remember my mom had a signature Jimmy Swagger Bible. Oh, yeah. Cool. Not with his signature in it, but it was like the Jimmy Swagger edition. Yeah. And. I remember after what happened happened. We'll get to that in a minute. I'll never forget it because I was just a kid, and and uh, uh, she still used the Bible. She took it to church, but she had taken a marker. She marked his name anywhere up. his name was. She just put a line. She just marked it out. Uh, she was so ashamed. Yeah. But a Bible. Now, to anyone out there who didn't grow up in in a religious home, you may not know this, but some people, like my grandma, would have one Bible for twenty years. Yeah, like yeah. it's not just yeah. a book. Her Bible, you can flip through it, and in the margins around the original printed text, is not not one square centimeter of open space. There's notes. There's little thoughts that she would have. There's things that she would write down in church. Like if a pastor made, you know, a lot of times a pastor will choose a certain verse, and they'll make that the the center point of their sermon. So she would have that verse underlined and then out beside it it would say like you know pastor horton 1987 blah 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 blah. oh wow yeah so like the this bible it wasn't something where she could be like well screw jimmy swagger and just throw the bible in trash and buy another Uh, one this bible probably had 10 years sure worth of stuff in it yeah so i'm just saying that's why she kept the bible marked the name out that i need to talk to my aunts and uncles someone has that bible i'd like yeah they have to yeah yeah so Jimmy Swaggart started his TV ministry in 1971, <clears throat> and by the mid-80s, his weekly sermons were being broadcast by over 3,000 stations and cable systems. Unlike all of the previous pastors we've spoken about, Swaggart, by all accounts, was not a greedy man. Even when he was promised significant income to record gospel music at Sun Records, where his famous cousin Jerry Lee Lewis had recorded, Swaggart declined in favor of hitting the road and preaching the gospel. And like we said earlier, he's also cousins with Mickey Gilly. He and his family lived in poverty as they traveled around preaching the gospel in the 50s and 60s. Even as Swaggart started um, opening and operating and then selling several successful gospel radio stations in the 60s, and even as his television ministry started taking off in the 70s and reached his peak in the 80s, there's not really anything out there as far as stories of greed or misappropriation of funds. So like I said earlier, Swaggart's, um, his weakness turned out to be not money, but lust of the flesh. Mm-hmm. And I do want to say, though, I 100% think Jimmy Swaggart had the best of intentions. Sure. I'm not, like, you can look up some of his sermons and stuff today and some of the stuff, like there's a famous apology he made after being caught. 
sinning or whatever you want to call it. And there's some pretty nasty comments on there, you know? Yeah. Um, I think he was a genuine guy who just had that weakness and made some mistakes. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to hate on him. So anyway, yeah. So for some reason, he, he and Jim Baker are two that I'm, I'm not, I, I just feel reticent to shit all over him. But yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> what led, what led to Swaggart's sins being exposed <clears throat> started in 1986. So here it comes to the inner pastor squabbles again. He exposed first fellow pastor Marvin Gorman of having multiple affairs in retaliation, Gorman and an accomplice followed a tip that Swaggart had been taking local prostitutes to a travel inn in Baton Rouge. He was from Louisiana. They set up a stakeout and reportedly got pictures of Swaggart entering and leaving room seven. Room seven was a room infamous with uh, for sex traffic. And now he was coming in and out of this room, supposedly with a hooker in these pictures. Gorman confronted Swaggart with the evidence and told him unless he recanted everything he'd said about him and the multiple affairs, Gorman would go public. Swaggart blew him off. So, on February 16th, 1988, after nearly a year of waiting, Gorman contacted two members of the Assemblies of God and spilled the beans. Now the organization that uh, Swaggart was with. A few days later, Swaggart tearfully pleaded to his TV audience. He said, and I quote, I have sinned against you, my Lord, and I would ask that your precious blood would wash and cleanse every stain until it is in the seas of God's forgetfulness, not to be remembered against me anymore. And I think he was a hundred percent sincere. Sure. It's, it's hard to watch. Yeah. This guy is, is just weeping. I mean, yeah. he's broken down. He, yeah. it's hard to watch. <clears throat> he was as a result of this defrocked by the assemblies of God they removed his credentials and his ministerial license, forcing him to start an independent, non-denominational ministry called Sun Life. However, and I, look, he's a little, a little bit like Britney Spears. Oops, he did it again. But I, I still want to hold out for Jimmy Swaggart. But yes, he wasn't finished fiddling sex workers because on October 11th, 1991, Swaggart was again caught in the company of a prostitute after being pulled over in California for driving on the wrong side of the road. Swaggart wasn't quite as apologetic this time, though. Following the incident, he told a stunned congregation, and I quote, the Lord told me it's flat none of your business. So, wow. um, yeah, this time he was just like, hey, suck it. I don't have to tell you nothing. I don't know. <laughs> but despite all this, even right as, you know, right up until now, the Jimmy Swaggart telecast and also a study in the word programs are currently broadcast broadcast throughout the U.S., on 78 channels in 104 other countries as well, and on the internet. Yeah. Oh, these guys, they're like cats. They always land on their feet. They do. Yeah. They do. Every single, not one of them just fell off the radar. Yeah. You know, after being shamed or whatever. They, every single one of them are right now. Actually, I don't know about Peter Popoff. Is he even still alive? Oh, I don't know. But I know yeah. for a fact Jim Baker. I know for a fact Jimmy Swaggart. I know Tilton. for a fact Robert Tilton's back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Creflo Dollar is still, you know, yeah. out there. Um, everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Still still making that jingle jangle, that hustle. Well, so, you know, big picture, like, I, I think it boils down to this. Like, you have a dollar in your <clears throat> wallet. Like, most dollars in my wallet that I've ever had, I feel, I don't feel any, you know, hesitancy to spend those dollars if I want to buy something or pay my bills with those dollars. Right. Because the way that I got it 
didn't like hurt someone else. Right. Yeah. So I think in life, these guys fall into that category. A lot of them, not all of them, obviously, but you know, whatever it is about their genetic makeup or the way their brain waves work is they, they don't have that where they would hand the dollar over and they would feel bad, you know? Yeah. Um, that you're going to spend someone's last dollar and, you know, put that with millions of others and you're going to buy something crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I just couldn't enjoy it. And I wasn't, I don't know if that's just how I was raised or I've just realized that, you know, on my own. And I know you're the same way. Um, so ultimately there's gotta be something in them that's seriously flawed to where they can do that. Because that to me is as bad as breaking into somebody's house in the middle of the night and, and stealing, <clears throat> stealing it. Yeah. You're stealing it with their consent. Yeah. But it's still in a way <laughs> stealing it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because you're fooling them. Yeah. It's like at least a magician, you know, a magician, when they make something disappear, oh, that's part of the trick. You know, you trick me. I know you're going to trick me. These guys are tricking people and they're not, not, not even coming from that angle. Well, it's funny when, and this, this story just popped into my head, this thing that happened to me the other day at a Freddy's. I don't know. I don't know if they're like a national chain, but for those. I think they are. Are they? Like a burger thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like a steak and custard. Yeah. Freaking delicious custard. Yeah. But it's funny when a guy at the drive working the drive through at Freddy's Steak and Custard has more integrity than a lot of the preachers we talked about tonight. Sure. And I'll tell you why. Yeah, and he makes minimum wage or a yeah. little more, yeah. <clears throat> so I pulled through there and I had I'm a, I'm the only one in the car, but I have the order of my wife and daughter that are home, so I got like three or four orders. And I'm like, whatever amount of money he tells me, I'm just I'm just gonna give him that. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like that. too. Yeah. I'm not one that's like, that sounds a few dollars over what I had planned. <laughs> and unless he says like $300, but I, I said all my stuff I ordered. He's like, okay, pull around. So I pull around and he said, that'll be uh 34 15. I'm like, all right, here you go. I hand him two twenties. Yeah. Not a thinking of it. So he's like, all right. And he pops open the deal and he looks and he's like, oh no, 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 no. 24 15. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. He's like, I misread it. And I was like, Oh, you're pretty honest. You could have just not said anything and kept the 10 bucks. I would never have known, you know? Sure. And he was like, yeah, but I, I'd like to sleep tonight. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he just kind of set it off the cuff. Yeah. And then, Thanks. Have a good day and shut the thing. And I was like, wow. So See, that and then how guy, do those guys? Yeah. And how do those guys sleep? Because, you know, yeah. And that was over 10 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine, yeah. I mean, they were getting 10 bucks a minute. Yeah. You know, <laughs> maybe seriously. a second. Yeah. Maybe a second. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's just so crazy how some random guy at a steak and shake was was like would literally lose sleep over ten bucks. Yeah, you know, and it would it would at the very least feel like crap. Yeah, uh, and yeah, now these guys were just and from people, look, I think the majority of the people that they were making their money from were fairly desperate. Yes, I think if you're giving your last hundred bucks to a preacher to help whatever bail you out of for some reason i visualize it as that <clears throat> I, a lot of people i with, do too with not a lot of money yeah giving little amounts now the only way that i could receive a lot of money that and i, I have you what you've seen office space right yeah you know when they come up with that that scheme that's like it's like hundreds of millions of yeah. transactions, but each one would round up like half a penny yeah but it's like each one's only half a penny but it adds up 
So like if I knew, oh, that's Ziggy. Now that we got Ziggy hacking now. So this is just going to be the, the frog dog plane hacking allergy podcast. Screw it all to hell. But anyway, <laughs> if I, maybe if I knew that no individual entity had lost over a tenth of a cent. <laughs> yeah. Then maybe I might be okay. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I still don't think you would because I don't think I would. Yeah. It's I don't know. still, it's still shady. I'm, I, I don't know. I think you're right because once, like, even at a tenth of a penny, once that culminated into like fifty grand in your hand, you'd be like, "Oh shit, this doesn't yeah. feel right. Yeah. This is weird." <laughs> yeah, and plus the IRS have, would have something to say about, you know, you'd have to figure out some way to launder it, and then you're committing another crime. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. They'd be like, "Yeah, aren't aren't you in public education? Why do you have a gold plated <laughs> swan?" water fountain out front in a Lamborghini. Yeah. Oh, I got a bonus. Uh, I don't know. Come back in an hour. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people, they just, when they figure out some scheme like that, they just can't lay low. That's the, that's what gets them caught. And, uh, and see what, yeah, I had some uncles that, you know, had some, well, I almost said good fortune, but <clears throat> I don't want to say that because they were drug dealers, <laughs> but they ran a business <laughs> And they sold drugs, and uh, so there was a raid, and they caught them at the wrong time because they didn't have anything on them. But but what they did have were cars and boats. Right. So they got them for a tax evasion thing. Yeah, and um, see, so they didn't have to find anything. So, and and the smart thing to do, and I've heard of this before, like some shitty Winnebago that four people are living in cooking meth gets raided. And the only thing they found is $30,000 in the mattress, but they can't spend it because yeah. you live in a Winnebago and don't work. Yeah. So what's the point you're risking yeah. your life? You know, you're, and of course, you know, I know they're not just selling it. They're probably taking the meth as well, but what's the point of making 30 grand? If all you can do is hide it in a mattress and then just pray to God that yeah. it doesn't get raided. You well, can't enjoy it. Uh, yeah, and and there's probably a lot of people that that get stuck in that in that rut. But I think there's probably people out there that they're not doing anything else, and they're thinking, you know, and they've probably figured out ways. Yeah, you know, they they start like uh, my uncles were involved in this uh, window tinting shop, and that's how they they kind of like floated some money through there. Oh, and okay, it, like. So a lot of people do the front. So they were laundering like, some yeah, of it. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I think what I would do is I would, I would, I mean, I wouldn't do any of this, <laughs> but if I was, you know, some guy with swords yeah. all over his arms living in a Winnebago cooking meth, I would do it long enough to get like a hundred grand. And then I'd just take off to Mexico. Sure. And just live the next 20 sure. years. Or, you know, it, you know, you could, you could, uh, you know, we're sounding like we're planning something here. <laughs> But you, I just thought that you could just stash it, and then, you know, every month it could pad you. Yeah, you true. Know? Yeah, if you just spent this much per month. Yeah. That yeah. I mean, no one would figure it out then, but you know, but still, it'd still be stressful. Yeah. So yeah, I like what you're saying because <laughs> I like what you're. Let's do this. I like what you're saying. Okay, let's do this. But, you know, you're saying instead of going out and buying three new cars and jet skis and a house and and all this like whoa, 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 whoa like you just 
shove it back and then you maybe just like make your car payment with it every month or something yeah or just, yeah and then yeah. buy a new car stereo sometimes or yeah. buy new tires yeah because everybody comes into a little jingle and you just could to go to lowe's them. and spend a thousand dollars in a weekend no one would ever true you know yeah and we could redo something in your house or whatever yeah um yeah, so that's how we'd spend our drug money. <laughs> uh, but you said the guy, you said guy with sores on their arms. I don't think those are the, those are the you know smart guys. Right. I right. think the guys they don't use it. They just know what power it has over people. Yeah. Um, and meth is the the worst one. Uh, one to three times, and you're addicted. Yeah, that's what yeah, I've heard. On average, isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy. I worked with a guy once who was on it, and he called oh, it. Yeah. He called it the great white that powder. Yeah. Oh yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's just one of those things that it, uh, yeah, your body wants it. You want that again. He called himself a weekend warrior. <laughs> and I, I don't know if it was true or not, but he swore to God that he just did it on the weekends and through the week at work, he was clean as a whistle. Uh, he may, maybe I, 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 I almost believe him cause he acted a hundred percent normal. Yeah. So, and yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. That was, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm just a weekend warrior. I'm like, how can you just be a weekend warrior with methamphetamine? Yeah. <laughs> I don't Didn't really... that weekend warrior get fired for something? Uh, yeah. I yeah. think he did. Yeah. I don't really know. Do you He's know what happened to him? Great. Uh, sometimes I see him walking around town. He's back around? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hey, as a guy, just as a per- just as a dude... I never had a problem with him. Like I was, no, no, I, he's he's, he's a, a nice guy. Yeah, that's what's weird. But if you put him in a lineup with a bunch of other guys, and you're like, which guy's doing it? Oh, that one, dude. He looks thirty years older than yes. he is. Oh yeah, I hadn't seen him for years, and then I bumped into him the other day, and it was startling. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's crazy, man. Yeah. All right. Anyway, oh, yeah. so yeah, televangelists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is that ends, I guess, part two of our of yep. our faith healers and televangelists. Yep. yep. This is this is the end of the show where, you know, it's just the comedian and there's like the guy sweeping up <laughs> and like two people off. They're just drunk in the corner. They're not really paying attention and they're just kind of ranting about random things. Yeah. That's this part of the podcast. Man, you know what's humiliating? <laughs> One time we played this bar called Uglies. Okay. And it was on a lake. And I am not kidding, the last Maybe nine songs, not one single person was in the bar. Really? It was only two waitresses sweeping up and like turning the chairs upside down, putting them. But we were contracted to play till like midnight or one, whenever it was. And we did. But you want to talk about, you know, being put in your place and kind of swallowing your pride. Well, that's if you play a whole bunch, that's going to happen a little bit. It's happened. I I think that's the only time that there was literally not one single person. Yeah. Um, Which was actually okay with me because this was by a marina on a really well-to-do area of a lake. Yeah. And the people that were there earlier, I was not fans of. Oh, okay. I'm I'm sure I know that you can have money. And be wealthy and still be a, a an okay dude. Yeah. But the people at this bar were not. Oh, you know, okay. like, they would all, all their yachts and, and shit were parked out there in their big fancy boats. Because you could see them get off of them. And uh, and a f- several of them just looked like trust fund kids. Oh, yeah. Because this one guy came yeah. up and he's like, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to play this. We're going to play some Seeger and we're going to play this. And I'm like, we're going to, we're not going to do shit. You know. Yeah. It's like, is that what we're going to do? I mean, yeah. he, I be, no one's ever told these people no. Yeah. So he was just like, oh, hold on, I'm going to go tell these assholes what to play, and I'll be right back. Hold yeah. on. Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah it was definitely, I, there was only one nice dude there and he came up and he was like, it's my wife's birthday. If you'll tell her happy birthday here. And he handed me 50 bucks. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, man, you guys are doing a good job. So he was literally the only nice guy there. But everybody else, any I was, other birthdays out there? I know. I'll Come call on up. Birthdays all night. <laughs> yeah, that's the, right. the only other time that happened was at the casino one night. A buddy of mine brought his boss, and they came in like an hour late. <clears throat> and you know that song "Firewoman" by the Cult? Uh huh. Yeah. So uh, we'd already played it, but anyway, during our break, the boss was like, "Hey, man, when you guys go back up there, would you play Firewoman?" And I was like, "Oh, we already played it in the first set." And he pulled out a hundred dollar bill, and I was like, "Yes, we'll play it again." <laughs> So here it comes. <laughs> so we went up. I told the guys in the band, I was like, we're playing Firewoman again because he gave me a hundred dollars to. OK, I yeah. Don't care what you guys say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's when you become a really expensive jukebox. No shit. I will play anything. Just yeah. throw hundreds at you me. You could get a shirt with one of those dollar things that the dollar slides in. <laughs> it's like you have four credits. Yeah. There was one. It night- only takes 50s. <laughs> there was one night where these these girls wanted me to play and. Okay, look. Who goes to? Imagine you you're at a you're at a concert, and all night long the band has been playing classic rock. You know Led Zeppelin, sure. Aerosmith, sure, the Beatles, the Eagles, and then they during the break one of the girls comes up and said, "Could you play Ace of Base?" <laughs> I shit you not. And I was like, you know what? And I, I love Ace of Base. I don't give a shit who knows it. Uh. I love them. I love Ace of Bass. Okay? I'm sorry. So That's I said, okay. I said, Everyone you know what? has something like that. <laughs> Millie Vanilli is my guilty pleasure. I like Who, Millie. Whoever did that, they're pretty talented. I like Millie Vanilli, too. Yeah. Or the people that sang. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> so I told the girl, I was like, you know what? I'll give it a try. So I ran back and grabbed my acoustic, and I tried to figure out a little bit of it. I, I butchered it all to hell. But they, I guess they appreciated the effort. So yeah, sure. I, Which I, one did you do? The sign? Uh... Yes. Yeah. I saw the sign. Yeah. And it opened up my thighs. I mean, eyes. I saw the sign. That's what I sing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It's a different sign. You know, I just learned about them. What? And this is off. Now, this is given credit to last podcast on the left. But the guy who, and this is, if if this is inaccurate, go get them. <laughs> okay. But as far as I know, they don't say anything on there unless it's legit. Because sure. they've got hundreds of thousands of maybe millions of listeners. I okay. Mean, they're a huge podcast. Yeah. But they said that the founding member of Ace of Base was previously in like this Nazi white hate band. Really? Yes. And they even read some of the lyrics of the music, which I won't even repeat, but it, it leaves nothing to the imagination. Like it talked about like drinking N word blood and just this horrific, horrific stuff. And then he forms Ace of Base. So I don't know if... Does he still believe those things? That's my question. I don't know if he had... you know, Because anyone can change. Sure. Maybe he had a, a realization because all of Ace of Base's music is pretty upbeat and pretty yeah. like... It's definitely not yeah. hate group music. Yeah. But yeah, this dude was apparently uh, in a, a, like a, a, a an alt-right, like white skinhead hate group. Rock so band. they were singing that song about the Nazi flag, probably. 
What's that? I saw the Nazi sign. <laughs> what if it was Opened all my eyes? I saw the sign. Oh my God! What if it was all the exact Ace of Base songs, just with horrible lyrics, just horrible, <laughs> hateful? And then he's just, oh, I don't think I think this is a little too heavy for people. So he just changed it to, yeah. all that she wants is another baby. She's gone tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you could swing that one. Because originally it was like, all that we want is a white race of national pure babies. Babies. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. That was just oh, such a weird little bit of news there. No, that's that's crazy. I want to read those lyrics now. <laughs> Seriously, they read him on the podcast. Yeah. They read some of the original, you know, some of the lyrics to his first band. Yeah, <laughs> talk about a different. Oh my god, that's like finding out James Hetfield from Metallica was like a polka player for t- ten years, but before. an evil one. Yeah, an evil, <laughs> hateful polka player. <laughs> an evil polka king. Oh, so, there yeah. You go. All right. Well, televangelist. I think we solved that. Riddle, right? Sure. Yeah. There won't be any more from here on out, I'm sure. Yeah. We're good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Humanity has learned their lesson. Yep. Um, you can't just send some money in and expect for awesome things to happen to you. No. Oh, wait, that's QVC all rolling. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You're getting a product in return, at least. Yeah, well, yeah, you are, but it's probably <clears throat> crap. You probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think that boat tapes back together. <laughs> it goes down the lake at 60 miles an hour. No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, whatever that stuff's called. Oh, God. I don't think that's QVC. Flex though. Seal. Flex Seal, That's yeah. like Billy Mays. Yeah. 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 That's, hey. Do a podcast on that guy. Hey, you know what? For all you know, we were on the verge of getting a sponsorship from Flex Seal, and they just now are like, yes, screw these guys. <laughs> I don't know. They should be flexible. Okay. <laughs> That's all the time we have for tonight. Now we have more time, but we're tired. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll see you next time. Donamantis.com and at Donamantis at Twitter. On Twitter, not at Twitter. Bye. Things mysterious, things fantastic. Donamantis, Donamantis, things mysterious, things fantastic. Donamantis, Donamantis, things mysterious, things fantastic. Donamantis, Donamantis. Serious things, fantastic. No rhyme, no reason, no doubt. Talk about the things we want to talk about. We got no rhyme, no.